bad welcome <laughs> I, back all you boils and ghouls yeah, and going. corpses crew doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll, we'll restart this and ready three two one showtime welcome back all you boils <laughs> and ghouls and corpses crew to another exciting episode of habeas corpses and on this episode we're talking about a lot of different things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. lacy has some true crime news since we haven't done a true crime episode in quite some time i don't know why we haven't but i don't know but true crime news i, I know i don't have a computer <laughs> i know nothing of this segment you have a phone that's basically that's a computer true. in your hand but like i like to type <clears throat> you know like the feeling of typing on a keyboard that that's exactly what it sounds like okay so i'll give you the keyboard that's <laughs> oh, okay um What's this true crime news? Because I didn't know you were going to bring this up. So, um, <clears throat> many people probably know about the Lacey Peterson case um, in the early 2000s. For she those was, of us who don't, please. I'm going to fill quick, everybody in, yeah, not to worry. Um, so, she <clears throat> was like this cute little California lady on um, Christmas Eve, super pregnant. She goes missing. And a couple weeks later, she's found murdered and the um, baby was also dead. So and she was with child. Well, she was, well like uh, she was like a month away from, or like th birth. you know, super <clears throat> close to her due date. Gotcha. Um, I think it was like a month. I think she was due in the end of January, early, early February. Anyway, um, and then so all signs pointed to the husband, as they always do, or at least that's kind of what. That's always like I think the initial yeah. if it's a spousal um missing persons, mm -hmm. it's always like what did the husband do with the body? And he definitely did <clears throat> oodles of suspicious shit. Like I don't know whether or not he actually killed her, but I know that there's a lot of evidence kind of pointing in the direction that he didn't, just pointing in the direction that he was a super big asshole. Okay. Anyway, in November two thousand four, Scott Peterson was convicted of murdering Lacey and um he was sentenced to death. But this month, um, his case was actually, like, his sentence was overturned, and he's being retried um, with all the good evidence, but they are going after the death penalty <clears throat> for a second time. Oh. Um, yeah. So what evidence was brought up? Like, what um, do we know? So, for example, they always said that he took her body... Um, and they, he took her on the, this little, he had like a, t a little boat, um, kind of like a pontoon boat and threw her over the boat, her dead body over the boat. Well, whenever it was tested, you couldn't throw the body over the boat without flipping the boat over. So that kind of like that. Because there's a little boat and she was a big pregnant lady. Like, I mean, she was getting ready. I mean, she was one month away. It's just hard for me to 
theorize that and i, and she I guess it's because i went through this look at like a bayliner boat like a no, speed boat no like, like a you're little talking boat about like a little i got you a little boat and it was also theorized that she like he was throwing her over the boat not only like i mean she's a little woman but big pregnant belly but with cement blocks attached to her and every time they tried doing it it flipped the boat over and nowhere in the timeline because his story like he came home and showered and stuff, but you he would have needed help if he had flipped his boat over. <clears throat> to get it back upright. Yeah, and nobody saw Scott Peterson on the water needing help with his boat. And um, there's some other evidence, like they tried to say that, like there was none of her DNA in his like little, he had like a, I think he was kind of like a garage sort of on the dock like a workshop yeah and a then, boat dock thing mm -hmm. a garage for a boat yeah and um like shows how much we don't live on a coastal I, state yep i don't know <laughs> shit our coastal fans will be like that's called this and we're like it's a garage for a boat <laughs> i have no clue about any of it but anyways there's just like a lot of evidence like he had a uh, like there was like records for his alibi there because there was like receipts for coming in and out of the marina and they didn't match up for the timeline of when they thought Lacey went missing because people had seen Lacey in the neighborhood and like anyway so not a lot of that evidence wasn't brought to trial or like things came out after the trial um there was also the same day because she was seen, they had a dog, and she was seen walking the dog around the neighborhood. Um, I think it was a golden retriever, but I can't remember exactly. But it was a larger dog. And um, so she's walking the dog around the neighborhood. Several people see her. She's kind of hard to miss, right? Again, that pregnant belly. Oops. And directly across the street from her, there was a huge burglary. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> there was some theories that I don't... I don't remember all the details to him, so I'm not even going to attempt to pull them out of my brain. But there was some theories that had some interesting supportive evidence with the timeline and the people that were arrested that kind of pointed in the direction of she could have seen something and maybe they took her and killed her so she wouldn't say anything. Like one of those, you know, it just escalated and got out of control situations. Anyway, Scott Peterson's a piece of fuck. Like, he was totally cheating on Lacey Peterson. He had a secret girlfriend. He told his girlfriend that his wife was dead. She saw him on the news. That's how she figured out that her boyfriend was actually <clears throat> married. Like, he was a shithead. But a lot of the evidence is like, oh, he sucked big time. But he <laughs> might not have killed her, so he probably shouldn't be in prison. <laughs> I want... I, I don't think... Well, I think I, I have heard this expression before, hmm. but I want to know what it is. What is a piece of fuck? <laughs> I'm going to draw it. <laughs> you should. Because be I understand what a piece of shit is or a piece of filth, like something filth. But a piece of fuck. <laughs> and fuck is one of those words that just. It covers everything. Yeah, everything. Okay, so you know so those crusties a... that are on your bed after a, a rowdy night of sex? That's a piece of fuck. If you feel. Or actually. I have another idea of what a piece of fuck could be. But if you just take all those <clears throat> crusties, that's your piece of fuck. Ew. Just kidding. That's just nasty, man. Also, we don't have crusties on our bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gross. But I was trying to think of the nastiest thing I could. I'm on this page called What a Terrible Day to Have Eyes. And I was like, that's something that would be on there. You need to, like, after this episode, you 
go draw a piece of fuck. Okay. Or like a fuck sock. <laughs> so he was <laughs> basic. What's a fuck sock, Lacey? Don't guys like come into socks sometimes? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, I've heard of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they totally do. If that anyone's ever seen American Pie number one, um, yeah, that's how that whole movie like opens up. He's like trying to get hard watching this porno, and his parents come in. They pull the like she pulls the pillow off, and he's got his like sock in his cock, cock in a sock. I would never want to do that. I would be so afraid of like, like what a funny little Dr. <clears throat> Seuss book. Cock in a sock. <laughs> we should write sock it. Sock on my cock. <laughs> sock on. Write my that cock. down. Okay. <laughs> because we should write cock. Cock in a sock, but like, like hop on pop. I guess, and I've never done this, but I, my putting one and one together is it's easy cleanup. You just throw it into the laundry, and it gets washed. But socks aren't like. They're not like, very clean things well, that I would want to be. And you would want to use like, a really soft one, wouldn't you? Well, I don't think guys wear fleece socks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just think of like. Like a regular dude sock, it's crunchy and hard. It wouldn't feel yeah, very good. I agree. That's why I'm saying it's kind of like gross. And then, what weird bacteria and gross are growing on your feet? Mm -hmm. And you're like fully sticking your dick in that. It's not, not something I would like find myself doing. But well, I that's... guess it was a thing. I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but it was a thing obviously around the late 90s because American Pie brought it up. Well, that's what a piece of fuck is. That's a piece of fuck? A, a crusty <laughs> old one. It's not fresh. A crusty old sock. It's been under your bed for a while. So, <laughs> that being said, do you think he's guilty or innocent? Um, The last thing I had heard, I listened to like a six-part documentary um, or podcast, and based on everything they presented, I was... I'm still undecided, but I was really leaning towards not guilty. Like, in, like based on everything that they were, like, because they showed both sides. The, the the podcast presented both pieces of information, but I was like, um, I really don't think he did it. I think he was just a shitty person. <laughs> like, and shitty people, as shitty as they can be, don't deserve the death penalty. Well, no, like I heard. So I was listening to different podcasts last. Um, and it was this wrongfully convicted and this guy was like, you know, he, he was a good person. He'd done some bad things, but he didn't do the crime that he was accused of. So he shouldn't do the time. And, um, well, he has life without the chance of parole. What's worse to you? Life without the chance of parole or the death penalty? I think life without the chance of parole. You'd rather be killed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all say that till we're in that position. Well, I don't want to be in either position, but like this. Well, so... yeah, I agree. But like, because just before we go on, because you always hear that like, mm -hmm. oh, dude, I would much rather die than live my life out in prison. But then when it comes to it, like a lot of death row inmates are always exhausting their appeals mm -hmm. before they die. So I'm like, is it really... Well, so, so hold on. I want to tell you the little quote that the guy said, and I really liked it. And it was like, um, he said, you know, no matter how bad of a person you are, just because you're a bad person, if you didn't, you know, commit the crime, that doesn't mean you should be 
in prison for it because that means somebody else is out roaming the streets, you know? And he said it much more eloquently than the, I just put it. But so I really agree with that because a lot of people are like, well, why do we even care to get this wrongfully convicted person out of jail? They're a shitty person. Well, cause they didn't fucking do it. So there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> um, but so I've, I've listened to this podcast, uh, recently that's talking that actually talks to wrongfully convicted people, most of which are still in prison um, during the time of the podcast. So I've been listening to that one. I've listened to other things and watched other documentaries about other wrongfully convicted people. And the ones that get the death penalty, like it's their reaction is different. Like of course they're on both sides. They're going to exhaust their appeals. If they didn't do it, sometimes even if people did do it, they're always going to try and exhaust their appeals. They're going to try and find that one little hair that somehow gets them a new trial. Yeah. Kind of why, why wouldn't you? Right. <clears throat> but the people who get the life For the in most prison, part. not they, always though. But yeah. Keep going. The people who get life without the chance of parole or something, they always, like, whenever I've heard, like, interviews and things, it's so much worse because, like, they have no deadline. You know, there's no, like, oh, my upcoming death, which is still daunting and horrible, I would think. But it's always kind of like, well, I'm just going to sit here and watch my life go by and what could be my life. So, it's, I don't know. I'm just looking up uh, Utah death row uh, executions because I believe Ronnie Lee Gardner was the last one that was done in Utah. Yep. Yeah. In 2010. My but, friend's mom um, was like, like she met with him. Ronnie Lee Gardner? Mm-hmm. She was like a psychologist at the prison. Yeah. And I, I remember I had actually went to that execution date and went and protested because I'm not for capital punishment. Not that I'm going to even jump into that, but that's just my personal We should viewpoint. do an episode on that because I used to be and now I'm not. But Gary Gilmore was a, a convicted uh, killer here in Utah, and I believe he was one of those rarities that didn't want his appeals and he actually wanted to die. Hmm. Um, we'll have to do an episode on him. There's a movie as well that uh, was made about him. But, um, yeah, he was. I think he was the last uh, Utah prisoner killed by firing squad. And um, But he was, like, the opposite. He was like, I want to die. If I'm right, I'll mm -hmm. do my research. We'll do an episode on him. Um, but... And they were like, no, you got this appeal and that appeal. He's like, I fucking want to go. <laughs> well, and like, appeals are really interesting. I don't know all about them. Um, some people never get to use an appeal because maybe they don't have a good enough lawyer. They don't have enough money. Um, some people have amazing lawyers that find every crack that they can to get their, you know, if they really truly believe in their client, I, I think. Because I don't think you're going to go after appeals if you just are looking for money generally. Because a lot of them do it. I've heard a lot of them do it for very little money or pro bono. Because mm -hmm. um, it's not like prisoners have a ton of money just floating around. 
No, I do think some of them go for the notoriety of the case. I do too, but I, I, I also think there are some good lawyers out there that do care about their clients. I think there's some bad ones too, but like my one of the very first um, wrongfully convicted cases I ever heard. I've talked about it before. The Curtis Flowers case. He was tr tried. So his case was overturned six times, and he was retried six times and was going up against the death penalty all six times. And each time he was found guilty, but he kept saying, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. It was overturned one last time by the Supreme Court, and um, this time the district attorney said, we're not going to be, we're not going to be uh, retrying you. So he's free for the first time in like 25 years. Curtis Flowers? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So they just gave up? Um, there's a new district attorney, I think, is what happened. And she didn't believe. So if the case is overturned, they have the option to look at it and say, okay, there's not enough evidence. Let's actually not retry this. Let's maybe try and find the person that did do it. Or they can say, let's go ahead and retry it. And I believe it's a new district attorney. I think that's what happened. That's insane, though, because the political pressure to always keep that person locked up and not admit the state's fault mm -hmm. is like astronomical especially with the impending lawsuits and things that come out of those well they chose not to there's the evidence there was no evidence against him he well, i'm not saying that i'm just alibi. saying that's a that's a really uh interesting mm -hmm. I never heard of that case. Oh my God. It's one of the worst, saddest stories I've ever heard. Well, maybe we'll <laughs> cover that one. Maybe on Patreon. We'll do... Okay. Our next episode will be a two-part true crime episode. We'll talk about Gary Gilmore and we'll dive a little more into the Lacey Peterson case. Mm -hmm. And then maybe for Patreon, we'll do Curtis Flowers. Sounds good. Get a little break from the horror because horror will be... Not technically over, but the spooky season will be over. It'll be coming to a dismal end. And then we can get into the dismal, dismal parts of life. Because November, December, and January. That's how you are choosing to look at it. You can look at it as there is some magic in those months. But you refuse I don't to look at it. I don't believe in Santa Claus. I, I don't. <laughs> but you know what I do believe in? Our dog's tails wagging on Christmas morning. Okay okay and i believe in family on thanksgiving so you just need to choose to find the magic in it you choose to look the other way this is coming from the person <laughs> who has been a debbie downer on everything lately i've been horribly depressed <laughs> and i feel like shit constantly but i still am trying to find the magic in halloween right now i'm not saying there's no <laughs> magic in halloween actually i this week's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun, spooky week. And this weekend kind of led up to it. We, uh, The two horror movies we watched this weekend were Halloween and Haunt. And I don't know if we've done an episode on Halloween. I want to say we have. I guess this would be a good time for I me to I think we have. You should look it up. I believe we've done an episode on the original Halloween. It. It's hard because we've done how many episodes? 80. This is going to be episode We're 88. Into 90. This is going to be episode 88. So that's 88 episodes of horror movies. And you, you kind of. There's like, I've gone back because I'll like be like, did we do an episode on that? There's no way we did. And then I'll listen to it and I'm like, I don't even remember this at all. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Um, but Haunt and Halloween were the two movies we chose to watch this weekend. Um, Haunt is a 2019 
horror thriller that is now streaming on Shudder. We watched it on Shudder, correct? Yes. And because I have a Shudder account now, we got Shudder back. We initially had gone through Shudder and almost watched everything worth watching on it, and so we canceled it for a little while, which I think is actually probably a good idea mm-hmm. in retrospect because streaming platforms kind of go stale for a while mm-hmm. so like keep a streaming platform for a year disengage for three months save yourself some money because they don't really get that much cool shit coming in yeah and then when they do it doesn't expire or go away anytime soon because if it's that cool they want to hold on to it to gain more customers mm-hmm. so do like a, a nine month three month lull that that works perfect but we went about a year without shutter yeah. Um, because we we literally like just were binging that thing for a while, and we're like, we can't find anything that either a we don't already own, b haven't seen a ton. And Joe Bob Briggs, we went through all of all of the last drive-in, <laughs> and but now there's a ton of drive-in episodes. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. It's good we can now catch up and actually have some some binge-worthy streaming. Yeah. So we watched uh, Haunt and Halloween. I want to leave Haunt for the later part because that's a film we both hadn't seen and haven't talked about. We have talked about Halloween at some time on the uh, uh, podcast. But uh, the interesting thing was um, watching it in the late, the last drive-in. Um, we have not done Have we not episode. done an episode on Halloween? Well, we'll have to do an episode. I forgot about Midnight Meat Train, and that wasn't even that long ago. Maybe we will do this Saturday a Halloween watchathon. Maybe we'll watch the whole Halloween, and we'll stream. We won't. We can't obviously stream it. There's copyright issue. But maybe we'll watch it. But as, and I'll fall asleep at least once. But as we're watching it, what's that supposed to mean? I always do that. I doesn't matter how much I love the movie. No, but we'll talk throughout the whole film. Oh. We'll record an episode while we watch the movie Mm. okay that sounds like a a fun idea maybe if i can find out how to do it live that would be even more interesting that could be a fun halloween thing before the trick-or-treating hour starts around five o'clock before trick-or-treating minute because it's minute because it's covid this year oh (laughs) Yeah, but before you're handing out candy, maybe before that we'll do, we'll watch Halloween and we'll uh, do a live slash And we're having a big fancy dinner. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the interesting thing about watching Halloween is we watched it via the last drive-in. And um, it's interesting because Joe Bob Briggs always, even when he presents stuff that already... No, like nothing mm-hmm. he said in this uh, episode of his movie watch, whatever, were um, interesting facts I didn't know. But the way he presents them are so entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the movie. And the tangents he goes off on that have nothing to do with the movie itself. He and goes his on, little bearded dragon in the background. <laughs> and he's Yeah, he's always drinking a beer, his bearded dragon, and then he's always got his male girl. I have, is... a, I have a teeny tiny little crush on Joe Bob Briggs. Really? <laughs> what for? Is it because he's got a bearded it's... dragon? Yeah. No. Okay. Bearded what... dragons get me hot. <laughs> Some people get into other people's hobbies. No, I don't hobbies. know. I just am like, 
Oh, spooky man. <laughs> he's not spooky at all. That's the weirdest thing about it. He's like spooky he... things and he's funny. But, he's, <laughs> it... you... but this is what I love about him is he doesn't dress like a traditional horror fan. And he doesn't like, like play up like, you know how like when we meet people, they're always like really theatrical about it. And it's like, can't you just fucking like something without being over the top? And he, yeah, he's just, he's plain in the way he talks about things. Like, mm -hmm. he's very knowledgeable, but he wears his little, I can't even remember what those things are called. They're like. I gotta look it up because I want to get you the one he was wearing the other day. It's like a, a tie, but it's not it a tie. It has a special name. Um, I want to say a bow tie, but that's not what it is. No, it's like a. Texas tie. What is, <laughs> what is the Texas tie it's called? It's that thing. <laughs> Whatever. That... I'm good. It's like a string. I don't know. What is it called? It goes around the collar and it's... A bolo tie. Is that what it's called? I was on the right path. Yes. Sometimes called a bola tie or a shoestring necktie is a type of necktie consisting of a piece of cord or braided leather with a decorative metal tip called... I'm not going to even try to say that word. Come on. And secured with an ornamental clasp. I try it all the time. Slide. Agulet, agulet, amulet. No, it's a i g u. Hold on, we're gonna have Google tell us how to say it. <laughs> um, I just want you to say the word, Google woman. Is she coming up with the whole definition and everything for you? Um, I, I accidentally clicked on a Wikipedia article about it instead of how to pronounce it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, it's taking me to YouTube for some reason. Nope. Well, that was great. <laughs> now we just got a copyright ad. strike. Ah, oh, it's an ad. You can't skip ads anymore. No, it won't let me, I mean, so I'm just going to talk over it really loud. <laughs> okay, here we go. Speed it up, YouTube. We're all waiting. Eggwillet. Oh, yeah, an eggwillet. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, he always has a cool, like, he had a cool one on the other day that was a little skull. Yeah, no. I liked and he, it. And, and I want his you to get wear a cute little bolo tie. For that episode, it was cool. He had, like, a, it was like a suit, but it was all pumpkin mm -hmm. Which he doesn't normally do, but he did it just for Halloween. Yeah. Usually <laughs> he doesn't, usually it's just in, like, a regular old Texas We should dress up. I'll be Darcy, and you should be Joe He'll Bob. He'll be Dancy? Darcy. Oh. I'll be Darcy and you be Joe Bob and then we'll we'll dress up Elvira and we should do that for costume. That'd be funny. <laughs> the other funny thing we, well, we didn't find out, but we like, com Lacey confirmed was true is the male girl on <clears throat> uh, Joe Bob Riggs' last drive-in was previously her line of work was pornography. She was a skilled <laughs> star of sorts <laughs> I, I, do, I, I drunkenly actually, found one of her films <laughs> I actually I enjoy the fact that she was a porn star not the fact of like I, I mean, think it's kind of cool because she's like what because, up bitches yeah and she doesn't <laughs> care and it's not like I don't see she's any, not like ashamed of it she's yeah. like look at my cool life yeah exactly and I don't see tons of horror fans which there's one thing I can say about horror movie fans and uh, metal music fans. Like, mm -hmm. if you like metal or horror, 
Those are the least judgmental people you will ever meet. Sometimes. No. <laughs> Who, what do you... I'm just kidding. Some, there's always an asshole in every group. In every group. But when you look at other groups... Okay, let's talk about this real quick. No, I, I agree with you. I was kidding. The rockabilly group out The there. most judgmental the... group there is, but they preach acceptance. Yes, yeah. go on. <laughs> totally. I've never seen a group of people more judgmental in my life. Mm-hmm. At least here locally in Utah. I don't know abroad, but they are very picky about Super things. mean. You know, the it's same like, interest, go fuck yourself. It's like you can show up to a horror movie convention and you have the worst Michael Myers mask on. And everybody wants to, like, take a picture with you. Yeah, they don't and... give a shit. Except when you get on the Michael Myers mask Facebook group. That's what I'm talking about because there's always, like, there's when always that niche of niches, dicks. Uh, they're, like, so They're very bad. picky. But, um, but like, in, in a broader sense, yeah. like, when you go into, so if you went to a, a Actually, I did go to a rockabilly convention. Oh, my experience was not... Is this one in Las Vegas? Mm -hmm. It was fun. I had a good time. I'm not going to tell you I didn't enjoy myself. I had a lot of fun. The best parts of my trip were not even at the convention. <laughs> um, just because they all give each other dirty looks. Like, it's not a friendly, welcoming, warm environment. When we went to Monster Palooza, that was a fun fest. If I've ever felt one, like yeah, everyone's nice. It was and, so cool. And cool. You could like talk to people about their art, and they were like, "Yeah, look, fuck, this is how I do this," and you know, you got to watch people do makeup, and it's really fun. Um, so I agree with you. I think that like the horror, I'm not a part of the metal community, but I agree. All of your little metal buddies are really like accepting of each other. Yeah, but you've been to metal shows, mm -hmm. and those like people would think those are the most violent shows ever. They're not like I've been to a bunch of different types of concerts. Mm -hmm. Metal appears very violent because you have mosh pits and stuff. And generally those mosh pits are just a bunch of people running around in a circle, having fun, acting like a five-year-old. And silly. if you fall, they help you back up. Mm -hmm. You know what fucking concerts are scary? Country concerts. Because those guys are all drunk as fuck and they want to fight. And if anyone wants proof, you don't even have to go to a country concert. Go to a country bar. Go to the Westerner on Redwood. That place fucking is... Um, also Rockabilly fans. <laughs> I've been to two different Rockabilly shows, and at both of them, I thought I was going to get pummeled for literally existing. Yeah, man. It's like, what the fuck? And I'm really short, so um, going to shows can be really difficult for me if I'm not right up front or if it's not, like, seating. Um, I... I would, now, this is why I'm going to say this. I would say, because I experienced a concert with you that you were really short, but people were very... The Lamb of God concert. They all moved out of the way so I could see. <laughs> that one, but I was going to compare. This is how actually violent metal shows are. They're as violent as a fucking... Um, what do you call those people? Cro not cross-dresser. Oh. oh, the drag show. Yeah, those, <laughs> those people are, like, super nice. And, mm -hmm. like, the whole vibe was good. And oh, come no on, one... hurry, get up in here. Yeah, man. It was like yeah. there's no... I, and that's what people don't understand. It's like those, like... And those are two, like, very um, niche. Like, people from the outside would, like, I would never go to a metal show or I'd never go to a drag show. This is gross. And it's actually, like... No, those shows are actually really normal, and people aren't drunk off their they're ass, fun. and they're not stupid. I'm gonna use the word wholesome, even though it's. 
I'm not saying there's not drunk off their ass metal fans. Or, and there's not obnoxious people because literally, but, no matter where, you could go to Walmart and you can go yeah, to any, anywhere there's going to be like somebody where you're like, oh, why does that fucking guy have a, a life? But, <laughs> but for the most part, they're very welcoming. Like, yeah. From, no, I totally agree. Um, 100%. And, and then like these mainstream shows are the ones like, I'm like, you want me to go see no never like any mainstream artists mm -hmm. like hell no that's where all the violence happens because that's where the regular people are at. i don't even listen to enough mainstream music that that would ever even be a well, that's why i'm concept like to me searching for names in my head i'm like well, who's mainstream right now but i don't know i just Katy perry <laughs> I've never think... been to a Katy Perry show. I, I don't, don't even think either. she's big anymore. I don't know. I listen to Death Cab for Cutie, your podcast. There's not really a... In between. A, or ABBA. No like... wonder you're so depressed. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, rude. No, but seriously, we just talked about it at the beginning of the episode. You said you've been feeling very down. Mm -hmm. Well, you're listening for Death Cab for Cutie, which is not a happy band at all. But their music is beautiful. I don't give a shit. There is nothing <laughs> they sing about that is happy, cute, or uplifting. And then, from what I've listened to, I don't I listen to a lot like of their music, but a song or two. But okay. for the most part, everything <laughs> that I've heard you play is very sad and downerish. And then you're listening to podcasts, and the types of podcasts you listen to are not fun. They're very interesting. That's not true. I have one that makes me laugh. Which every one's time. that? True crime obsessed. Oh, they're oh. a they're a true crime comedy podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's and they're one. Hilarious. There's one. <laughs> like the other day, I gotta Jillian... get I gotta get you listening to some other shit. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Julia the other day said something so funny. She was like. They were like talking about going to the airport and being late for flights. And she goes, Don't worry, we're never going to fly ever again. The world is ending. And I don't know why, but I was How was that funny? It was just the way she said it was so funny. I don't know. <sighs> but they live in New York City. That's scary as shit. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah. So, anyway. N living in a city? Hell no. Mm -hmm. Oh, before we go on to our next show. So, yes, go chalk, <laughs> go chalk out. Go check out the um, Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs Halloween extravaganza. Is that what they called it? I don't remember. Just go watch Something anything that, that Joe Bob Briggs. It's always awesome. Um, I, I miss I miss Monster Vision so much. You remember watching that with him on TNT? Uh, I didn't know about Joe Bob Briggs until Taurus Trap. Oh, till I showed you? Yeah, oh, I didn't man. know of his existence. Now I fucking love him and think he's awesome, but. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I grew up, like, I always, like, really watched a lot of horror movies. And, like, looking back, I'm like, I loved spooky stuff from, like, the moment I was born. But I didn't, like, the spooky stuff that I was into and the spooky stuff that you were into, a lot of it was different. Like, I don't know. And a lot Explain. of it overlaps, too. I'm like, kind of curious. You and I always watched the, the, the haunted, or the horror marathons, but I never watched. On AMC or? Yeah. Like, I loved the Halloween ones. I remember thinking that Michael Myers was so cool um, as a kid. And I, I don't know why that, like, I remember thinking that youth were cool because you liked Michael Myers. And in my head, nobody knew who he was because I didn't know, I didn't have a lot of friends that were into spooky stuff. It was just like my, it was something my mom and I did. Like we liked watching scary things. But I'm also, like I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like <laughs> that wasn't something I think you watched, which is so cheesy and just 
No, I good fun to watch. Didn't now, but... watch that, but n- not. I mean, that was just. A... And I liked. Um... I was never into vampires. Yeah, I thought vampires were so awesome. From a very young age, but I, I, I also so I cool. sit I sit aside as well from other horror fans because I never got into the Universal monsters. I still haven't. The only one that I've actually um, grown accustomed to is the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the That's Wolf not Man. my cup of tea either. Like I'm not super big into those things. Like by any means. Well, I, I'm just saying there's different realms of coming out yeah i actually saw um there was this guy who posted this thing on this horror page the other day and all these people like shit on him rightfully so i also did (laughs) i joined well i was not like really mean you asked but he was like i have an unpopular opinion um anybody who likes classic horror isn't actually a horror fan and then he was like listing all the stuff that he thinks makes him a horror fan and so all these people were like Okay, just because, like, you like something doesn't mean other people can't like things. And that's all I said. I was like, hmm, that's really fascinating that your likes um, discount other people's likes. Here's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And here, here's kind of um, a comparison I was going to bring up. I, I, I always think that's super lame and stupid is when people go and say, hey, you can't be a fan of this or this. Because you're not into this extreme genre, or you just touch the surface, or whatever it is, you know. And he was and really they, into like they, they make up films, you know. Yeah, they make up their own rules, and, and they're like, if you're not into shock and gore, you're, you're not a horror fan. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. you I, like, but I get it. I'm into those weird subgenres. And I like stupid '70s movies. But there's <laughs> they're all under an umbrella called horror. Yeah. It... And and the same thing does exist. As much as I want to say metal fans are very kind and stuff, which for the most part they are. But there's always that little fucking... niche, the little niche sections of weird that get weird. Yeah. And they're picky. Mhm. Like some of them don't consider Metallica metal anymore. Yeah. Or they compare Metallica with Megadeth and sl- it's just freaking. Oh my god. Or if I... you like Metallica, you're a sellout. It's like Or if you like Megadeth, you can't like Metallica. Oh my god, if I ever right? I'll slit my throat. Like fucking shut up. Everybody's allowed to like whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. As long as it's not hurting somebody else. Okay? I hate when people get on that and are like, no, and it's just like it was like when um Will Smith's wife, she tried to um create a metal band Mm -hmm. uh jada pickett smith i Mm -hmm. believe is her name so many metal fans shit on her so that's the thing metal fans are very accepting of fans but they're not accepting of bands and that's what sucks yeah it was like her music wasn't great but she was just having fun let people just fucking enjoy themselves like i'm gonna (laughs) she's a metal music fan and just wanted to have a band and who cares yeah, half, I, a, half of you guys, because most metal fans mm-hmm. play music themselves, some form, and I'm one of them. We all suck dick at our musical instruments, so we have no fucking, no room to talk shit on people who get on stage and say, you guys fucking suck. You're so I mean, fucking lame. You cannot like a band. 
and say, I don't like them and you don't support them in that band will just fizzle out because I don't make any money. But just to get or... up there and like throw tomatoes at them and stuff is like, oh, yeah, you're so much better, though, because like you own a drum set in mommy's basement and have a little band and you guys are rocking, <laughs> you know, like, fuck off. <laughs> I know so many people that fit that. You and fucking... I have never communicated more through eyes and giggles <laughs> just now than ever in our entire lives. <laughs> It's tons of people though that it I know. Is. That I'm like, what the than... fuck, man? I know who you're <laughs> communicating towards, but it's um, like, leave those fucking bands alone. Yeah, I don't know why people can't just fucking enjoy stuff, and like, why can't we just let people enjoy things without like shitting on them all the time? Like, I don't know. That's so weird. To... Okay, so like pumpkin spice. People who like pumpkin spice coffee, they get really excited about it and they love it, and it's awesome. And then there's all these people that are like anti-pumpkin spice, which is so weird. hate to see any joy in other people besides themselves. It's, it's the like, same thing when it comes no to way. not just pumpkin spice, pumpkin beer. I fucking hate pumpkin beer. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> if someone gives me a pumpkin beer, I'm like, fuck you. Uh, do you got, like, I'll take any piss warm <laughs> fucking... Bush light. <laughs> Natty Daddy, Keystone, any of that over a pumpkin beer. And one, it's because I don't enjoy pumpkin beer. Two, it's not a beer that's like, like I like to drink my beers pretty fast. I don't mm -hmm. know why, but I'm like, I like to just get them down and over with. Um, probably because beer tastes like shit in general. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. That's why you don't sip on whiskey. Dude, like, I don't. I'm not going to lie. That's why we take shots. <laughs> like, there are enjoyable beers, but there is no enjoyable beer, in my opinion. Like, beers are either shit or they're kind of shit. I think they're always gross. But when it comes <laughs> to pumpkin like, beer, I'm, like, I'm like, that tastes like garbage. I don't want it, right? But I see so many memes and shit, like, attacking people who like pumpkin beer. It's like, hey, they like what they like. Or um, people love to, like, make fun of people who like really, like, girly, quote-unquote, girly drinks at bars. Fuck you, they're good. I also like to take shots of whiskey. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, me? Uh, if you got an adios motherfucker in front of me... <laughs> I'm like, I'm all about that, bro, because it's one drink that can get me fucked up. Mm -hmm. We should learn how to make those. And then I'm good. It's sugary as shit. And it, it's you know what? And... I don't drink it and gag while mm -hmm. I'm drinking it. But they do, do make me wake up with that gnarly hangover. But, but I, that always, because I like fruity drinks. Like, I, they're good. But I also we'll take 10 shots of whiskey. Like there's, you know. Yeah, like, but it's but, like, I get but it. But I it's, should be allowed to like both. It's like that <laughs> stigma that exists. It's like, well, if you're a man, you only drink whiskey straight. Yeah. And if you're a woman, you go get that peachy, fruity drink. Mm -hmm. It's like, can't we enjoy both? I know. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to drink my copper cans and I'm going to get more fucked up than you on your stupid beers. But copper <laughs> cans are a neutral drink. Are they? I think they're a neutral drink when it comes to mm. man versus woman. Okay. Because they have so much alcohol in them. Because I think everyone's like, they just look at the label and they're like, three shots in that son of a bitch. Let's but it's, have one. They're actually really good. I really like the flavor of them. But I really Who like. Who makes those? Is it um, Wasatch? I can't remember. I always get it confused. 
but they're really good. It's a local brewery. They're gluten-free. And I also really like Moscow Mules. Like and just that's in basically general. what it is. It's exact. That's yeah. what it is. Is a Moscow Mule, and that's one of my favorite drinks to get for in the before times at the bar. <laughs> yeah, where they bring it out in the copper can or the a actual mug, mug whatever you call I it. I get a little piece of dirty lime that I squirt in there and enjoy. And, <laughs> and you know, man, bars nowadays. Um, I just, I, I so want to go back to a bar, but now that I'm so germ. Like you think about things, you're like, like, oh, that's actually really gross. Yeah, it's kind of nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Like you don't think, like you never thought about it before. Like, not that, and I know that some germs are good for you. You need germs to build up your immune system. No, but there are some things that you you don't think about that are fucking gross about bars. (laughs) You have to exercise your immune system. Your immune system has to be. Mm And it constantly is. I mean, if you don't think it's getting its exercise day in and day out, it is. But you do need to be, like, uh, consciously aware that some things you just don't want to get. And some things are just fucking nasty. And now, like, going back to a bar setting, I don't think I'm going to be so for it. Yeah. (laughs) Which is sad. It's probably more sad on my part. I'm just like a stupid piece of shit for not wanting to go back. I'm a stupid piece of fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You dumb dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I so want to go back to the bar because the main thing I miss from the bar isn't the drinking. No. Or the socializing. Because the bar we went to, I mean, let's face it. There wasn't a lot of socializing going on. And then when there was, there's always fights. Not between us. But other people, like when they tried to branch out, it was and always like... they were always playing country music. <laughs> it's so true. Okay, but we went to a country bar. Fights never happen at metal bars. Just kidding. They do, but You know who damn. always started the, bo- the fights at the bars? Jeff. Yeah. That <laughs> metal motherfucker. <laughs> that fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But he's also like the generic metal fan that's like... I hate it. The leather, like, cheap leather jacket vest thing he used to wear. His sweet skullet. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and he would always, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was always getting ready to start a fight. But no, um, you miss. What do you miss? I think we miss the same thing. Oh, um, like, I don't miss drinking. Like, drinking is by far the last thing I really enjoy at a bar. Right, because it, you it, can do that anywhere. Yeah, and it takes a lot of your money. I enjoy very fucking expensive. Right, that's why I'm saving so much money now. <laughs> um, I miss just like the gaming aspect. Like I love pool tables. I love playing pool. Yeah, and that does bring a social I aspect. Karaoke. Oh, dude, me too. <laughs> that that's a go-to karaoke. Watching is like not even participating. Nope. Just watching. I agree. <laughs> Great. So, um, before we go any further into like this segue, the abyss of whatever the fuck we've been talking about, we watched a movie called Haunt, and I actually enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it up to the end. Really? I hated the end. So, I enjoyed it the whole way through which i didn't think i was going to because i almost pre-labeled it as like oh my god 
produced by Eli Roth. That makes more sense. Yeah, that sounds surprising. Um, uh, I don't know about you, but or what you if this is what you were gonna say. I totally started out of like this is a stupid movie. It's a got a. It's like okay, we're a good bunch of drunk pe- drunk teens at a bar on Halloween. <laughs> like I was like, it's a, cause it's so. Um, the first half of the movie, or not really first half. Really overdone. The first like. Let's go to haunted house. Yeah, the first fifteen minutes of the movie were not. <laughs> they were bumpy. It was rough. It wasn't fun, but. After that, I, it was kind of enjoyable. Yeah, once it got moving, it was like, okay, this is good. So, the first little bit. It tells the story of uh, some teenagers. Mm-hmm. I would guess. They were or college like freshmen aged. in college, I would Yeah, be. I would think freshmen, they were. Freshmen, sophomores. They're not like high school aged. So, actually, early like teens. my age. <laughs> yeah, about your age. Because they're all in college and the one guy is an Uber mm-hmm. uh, driver. And um, one of our characters in particular, I can't even remember her name. Harper. Was it Harper? That's the only name I remember. Yep, you're right. But it was said several times. Uh, No, because there's Bailey. I do. I would never remember now. I remember Bailey because it's my dad's new dog's name. (laughs) No, he changed it. It's Bella now. Oh, yeah. But it was Bailey. It was Bailey. See, when it was Bailey, you called her Bella. Now that it's Bella, you call her Bailey. I'm calling her Bailey. I'm (laughs) messed up um, i think she was cuter as a bailey but that's just me <laughs> but um it's a story of harper who is a sad sack of shit she's has an abusive obviously alcoholic boyfriend that's how they claim out to be um and is semi quasi broke up with him yeah it sounds like she's trying to leave him Cause he beat her. Good for you, Harper. Um, she kind of had a shitty I thought childhood. You were gonna say good for him. No. <laughs> for no. some reason, I was like, is she going with that line? No. Good for him, cause she was an annoying bitch. She was just a fucking. Anyway, um, <laughs> she kind of had like a shitty childhood. Like her dad killed her mom in a. Fight. No, her dad didn't kill her mom. I thought it. He was like, sorry, I killed your mom, but no. throwing her against the fucking doorway. No, remember oh. because at the end it's he That's a dream. She doesn't really the end? No, but it, in the beginning oh. she has a dream sequence as mm-hmm. well. I don't think he killed the mom. Oh. Okay. I think he was just very physically violent. Oh, okay. And she stole her mom's ring. Got it. <laughs> I assumed her mom was dead and that's why she got the ring. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe I didn't follow that part. I was I was up and down during the movie though. Yeah. So I was well, so throwing was I. yeah. Because we were also carving pumpkins. And drinking. I was you, drinking. You were drinking. I was carving pumpkins and throwing pumpkin seed to the chickens and coming back in and putting pumpkins out and doing all that. And you were like carving pumpkins and like, shot, 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 everybody. That's why I felt so disgusting yesterday. (laughs) And I was like, why is she so drunk? And unbeknownst to me she was like taking triple shots for every shot i had no i only had like two more than you two or three more than you you're changing your story pretty fast because that's not what you said the other yeah yesterday i said i had like two or three shots without you plus i had a copper can no you you were oh okay yeah because those have like those are three shots three shots or something so technically i had six more shots than you (laughs) yeah and way faster too might i 
add. Yeah. I you were like, I'm drinking all in an hour. And then I was like, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> but anyway, back to the film. Not yet. Oh. Lacey was like, I think I'm going to die. Order Domino's. I'm gluten intolerant. I don't care about pizza. And, and then, then we literally had... Imagine have... Call of Duty Black Ops for all oh you gamers. Oh my god, that guy was so crazy. I swear our pizza delivery guy came in on a Black Hawk helicopter, dropped it, knocked on the door, and they flew off. Yeah, because... <laughs> Oh my god, that was the fast. He was parked out by our mailboxes, which just for reference he is ninja... probably 80 feet from our door. And he ninja rolled out of his car. Yeah. Um so he knocked on the door. I sat at the on the couch for like 3 seconds. Marcus said, "Are you going to get that?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah." No, you got up. Oh, I thought it was like I sat there for a sec. No, that was today. I said, "Are you going to get that cuz we had oh. Jimmy John's ordered." Today well, that night you just got up and oh. you went to the door and he, he was, was like, in his car leaving but he wasn't just leaving he peeled out he was like <laughs> it was insane i was like did what where did how did this even get dropped off <laughs> he like threw it at the door and was like see ya and it landed perfectly i don't know it was so bizarre and then Lacey hated life because she also had gluten and she's uh what do they call it celiac disease um, oh, I felt good yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> felt really nice all day. But you follow this couple of uh, college kids going through Haunted House. We've seen the story many times before, but I just thought the set design was interesting and the character design. Yeah, I did too. Um, every one of the bad guys wears a mask. Mm -hmm. And the masks also aren't really masks because what's on the mask is also what's underneath. Mm -hmm. Like there's a clown. Mm -hmm. And he's got this big smiley face mask. Well, once he takes that mask off underneath, he's got that. What do you call that? Uh, body Almost modification? Like a, no, like a. Tattoo? Glasgow smile oh, that's been like yeah. restitched up. Is it? That, what's yep. it yeah. And then the devil dude's got pure body modification to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Where they put the beads under the skin and all that. And then there's another guy. I don't think he's got any body modification. I think he's just fucked up. The ghost? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I think so. Because he's like, you want to see my face? Do you finally want to see my face? And he like takes it off. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Same with the witch. The witch girl was mm -hmm. just, she looked like um, the dude in Hannibal. Mm -hmm. You remember Hannibal, mm -hmm. and it's the doctor that he didn't kill. Mm -hmm. That's what she looks like. Ooh, we should go watch Silence of the Lambs. That's my least favorite of all of them. I really like that movie. So you have Silence of the Lambs, you have Hannibal, mm -hmm. you have uh, the Red I love Dragon. Red Dragon. <laughs> and actually, my least favorite was uh, the Becoming of Hannibal. I can't remember the name I've of it. I've never even seen that one. The one where he's a kid and it. Tries to explain why he is who he is. So, Silence of the Lambs isn't my least favorite, it's that one. Um, and then they had the TV show, which I never watched. I never watched the show either. I read the Red Dragon book. It was awesome. And so... Did you ever watch Manhunter? Uh-uh. That's Red Dragon. Mm. It's just, it was made in the 80s. Hmm. 
I don't know if it was made before or after. I think it was made before Silence of the Lambs because I think someone else played Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Let me look it up. I got um, Silence of the Lambs as a Christmas gift when I was like nine or ten. Which I think is probably too young to have Silence of the Lambs as a Christmas gift. <laughs> uh, but I really liked it. I don't know. It's always fun. I love when uh, Hannibal Lecter is telling Clarice that she wears cheap perfume. <laughs> yeah, see, Manhunter, a oh, former, okay. it's it's the same film. Little Graham, yep. yep yeah, but scary. Edward Norton was so great. Yeah, oh, dude. I you, love Edward You Norton. can't even get around. The, Edward Norton is one of the most... Underrated, but fabulous actors out there. And Not that, but the most diverse. That guy has so... I, I've, I've yet to see... Well, not yet to see, because there are other actors that can do it. But his skill level is crazy, because... You look at him in American History X, mm -hmm. and he becomes this ripped Nazi, mm -hmm. right? Just full of hate and spews it. And then you look at him in this film, an FBI, I don't think it's an agent, isn't He's he? He's an like, FBI agent. Oh, is he an agent? Mm -hmm. um, family man. Very nice. And then you look at him in other films. He's Sausage done. party when he's the bagel. Never seen that. <laughs> um, but he's just got such a wide gamut of roles he can play. Mm -hmm. Where And he's, he's a pretty well-known actor. And when you get that stature, you kind of almost get kind of stuck in a niche. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're, um, oh, for instance, like... Uh, Bruce Willis, or oh yeah, or any of those. I uh, uh, I would compare Edward Norton not on the same uh, stature of like famous level, but I'd compare him to um, skill Leonardo no, DiCaprio. No, <laughs> that's another one that's really good. But um, uh, Will Smith, because mm, mm -hmm. Will Smith has done so many great films as well. Where I mean, you look at Men in Black. And then seven pounds, and then I am legend. And then, but and people then, are always like, "Does the French principal?" Yeah, he's just so I've adaptable. I said French. The French. I, I went, tried to say fresh, but for some reason my mouth went French. He's like, "Oh, quoi bon? Oh, bon appetit! Basketball! Belle!" <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to haunt. It's it's. A film that takes place in a haunted house. We've all seen it before. You follow these kids. They're getting slaughtered left and right. They do have some pretty clever kills. Mm -hmm. um, it's very much like Hellfest, which was one of our very early episodes, where at first they're like, wow, that's a cool effect. And it's like real murders are happening yeah, in front of them. <laughs> exactly. It is very similar to Hellfest. I actually enjoyed this more than Hellfest. I liked this way better than Hellfest. I remember like Hellfest was too Hollywood. Oh yeah, way too much. And this is a little more indie. Yeah. Um, my problem with the movie was just the ending because it felt very rushed. That last couple minutes. Yeah, they didn't need the ending at all. Uh -uh. I think you could have done the ending as setting it up for a sequel or uh, yeah. something. But instead, the ending is. It's another typical thing that kind of befalls uh, independent horror movies. A lot of them do this. They want closure. And they want to just end it. 
because they know they're never getting budget for another one. Mm -hmm. So the ending is very stupid. He ends up through their cell phone records that he's been trying to hack this our semi quasi main leader of it all. Not even their cell phone records. It was their release forms. They oh, filled that's out. it. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he's, but he tries to get in their cell phones too. He's been trying all night. Mm. Remember, there's that scene, and he can't yeah. get into any of them. So he puts them in the microwave and fries them all. <laughs> and then you're right. The release records, which is my major thing, I've never like. That's one thing that you should learn from this film. Don't give out your personal shit so easily. Especially when those people aren't taking payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right? if they didn't take payment from you and there's not like a long line and you can't check in on like... You should not go. Yeah, you should maybe abort mission. But like Lacey saying, the end of the film is super rushed. Like they, they obviously... A few of the people get out alive mean too mm-hmm. it's always two um and then our clownish freak is mad because his haunted house is burned to the ground well and i think he's also like fuck 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 nobody's ever survived <laughs> yeah and so he goes to this home and she has miraculously set up a haunted house of her own which we don't yeah and he walks in <laughs> trips Gets his hand poked into some nails on a board and gets shot in the head with a shotgun. And then it ends. So it was very, like, lackluster ending. Like, oh, okay. I would have just liked it if they would have cut it off at the, the driving dream. away. Yeah, part. yeah. Not even made like it to that. the dream. Just the driving away. But it's an enjoyable film. It's It's creepy. It's freaky. I think it's a film that, honestly, you could watch with even your younger teenage kids. Because there's no sexuality in it. There there's no drug isn't. use. Yeah. There's no nothing, and there's not a lot of language either. There's some, but but your yeah. your things that you would want to. I don't give a shit what teen kids watch because they all watch it anyways. But if you're a respectable parent, you responsible. Look at, I wouldn't even say respectable. I would say respectable <laughs> because I don't give a shit. Parents aren't responsible. Nope. They hide everything. So that's why I'm saying, well, hear me out. A responsible parent is like 100% going to like be responsible. And you're never going to watch this movie till you're of the age of 17. A respectable parent's (laughs) going to let you watch it, but they don't want their name tarnished. They also don't want their coke habit known. They don't want everyone to know they have five bucks in their checking account. <laughs> and you know what I mean? That's what we're all going Stop around. Stop describing my childhood, Marcus. Pretending <laughs> that we're doing. That was my parents. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, that's why I'm saying a respectable adult. Like, but there is nothing in this film that would really... There's not enough gore. That I'd say it's bad. There's not enough... There is absolutely, like, zero sexuality. I don't think there's any sex at all. And, yeah, so I Which think it, really it's, it's a, a film. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, not lately. They've gotten away from the trend of sex and tits and all that. The 80s and early 90s vibes have died out. Bring them back. I want more boobs in horror films. I love what, what is it that Elvira says? Um, sex, drugs, and... Uh, horror or something like that. I don't know, but they're all teasing us. 
Because all these chicks that are in these horror films, you look any of them up, they got an OnlyFans. <laughs> Hold on. What is it that she says? I wanna, I'm going to tell you. It's like sex, drugs, and violence. <laughs> Some, yeah, I know, I know what you're alluding to. I've heard it before, but I don't know the ex- exact quote. Well, I want to remember because I remember thinking that was so clever. Well, now I can't find it because there's all kinds of other fucking shit. Well, we're knee deep into some fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, I always thought that was a clever thing as a teenager. I know. What What did you say? That... A piece of fuck? A piece of fuck. We're knee deep in a piece of fuck Ugh. right now. <laughs> I said fucking shit. Well, that's very literal. If you're knee deep in a fucking shit, that's gross. Just do not want to be knee deep in a piece of a fuck. Piece of fuck. Pieces. But this season has been kind of robbed. Um, yep. Obviously, we have COVID. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to talk about this film to end this episode. But I'm going to mention it. Totally under control. On Hulu. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. I know no one's sitting on the political fence. Y'all have your minds made up. But that's okay. Go watch the damn documentary on yeah. Hulu. Covers COVID and the craziness of the political side. It's always interesting because, like, when you really think about it, no matter who is in charge, and I'm not saying this to lend, like, some, like, to soften yeah, like, it, what he did or what everybody has done. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but it's really interesting because thing as a, a politician that isn't corrupt and the shit you learn about the, what goes on behind closed doors is always mind-blowing and it's always like how do they get away with that but it's because we keep letting them so they're all messed up that's we why we gotta stop letting shit fly <laughs> that's why this next year i i had to vote one way mm-hmm. i think this year actually i didn't i didn't have i had a choice i chose to vote one way this year but this upcoming election season, mm-hmm. another two years for a midterm and another four for another term, full term, get out and be political. Mm-hmm. Get out and goddamn run for office. I'm thinking about it because these people that I see running, they ain't any more qualified than me or you. They're all a bunch of dipshits. If Leslie Nope could do it. We could do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, everyone have a safe, frightful last week of October. Hopefully, you're not like us here in Utah who are freezing our asses off because it's <laughs> snowing a winter and coat dropped. In the house. Yeah, dropped in temperatures. But thankfully, the temperatures are going up this week. Um, yeah, be safe. Stay sane in this crazy time. And for God's sakes. Stop making COVID political and start taking it seriously because the Midwest is on fire. Mm-hmm. Utah ourselves, we are recording days that are... We just had another 1,200. We, we can't do it. It's our lowest we've had in a couple days. 1,200. And, and our ICUs are rationing mm-hmm. and it's fucked. Our own epidemiologist from the Utah State Department of Health has said... Quote, unquote, paraphrasing. I don't know what to do anymore. I think it's one thing she said. I think what she wanted to say is 
Well, she was quoted. Get your to, shit together. And she was quoted today, paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote in in front of me. Is um, like, this is bullshit. <laughs> what are the what the fuck are you people doing? And truly, it is, man. Come on, we've all seen contagion. We've all seen outbreak. We all know the rules, and we are ignoring them. Well, we're not. We're trying really hard to be good seeds. Other people are. Good seeds. Mm -hmm. I'm a good seed. I'm a good girl. Anyways, <laughs> you got a full, after today, four more days left. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sucks. My favorite month is just And then Saturday is Halloween. It always gets sad the closer Halloween approaches. It's always exciting, but it always gets sad. It's worse as an adult because I love it so much. Like, as a kid, I always loved it too, but I think it's worse as an adult because, like, you get to feel like a kid and then it's just gone. I don't know what you're talking about because I always feel like a kid. Oh, I don't know. Maybe like, that's why I've never grown up and I always feel like a geek. There was, like, this little, like, I don't know. I just remember, like, there was a couple really, really good Halloweens I had as a kid and then I remember, like, I got a little bit older, and so, like, even though I still really loved Halloween, um, all my friends were dressing cutesy, so, because I was always the one girl at all, you know, I never dressed as a princess, I was always like, I want to be the grossest vampire, <laughs> and what's the ugliest, you know, <laughs> one yeah. year I was Dr. Kevorkian, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> all right, um, like, I was never the girl that dressed cute, but I, you know, I got a little bit older and then my friends all started dressing really cute. And I think when I finally got back away from that was in high school where it was like, no, I want to be gross again. And like this year I'm going cute, but it's fine. But anyway, mm. I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I like think that it sucks that I let that like fun kind of go away for a while and now it's like I'm a grown up and I just want the fun to last forever. The magical <laughs> feeling. I don't know. Is in the air. And this is the end of this episode. So you all be safe and be aware. COVID's still out there. In the air.